0: Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David Medeiros, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast and please subscribe. Going to continue on with our series that we've started over the last couple of weeks. David and I are here today, and we've got probably this is uh, David. I don't know about you, but we, this is actually I think the first time we've ever studied before.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I knew around. I, I knew a lot of it without having to study, <laughs> but this one was I needed a a couple uh, a couple pointers
0: we're going to move our way through the wind turbine again sorry not again we're gonna continue on but before we do let's take just a minute and talk we well we by we I mean I but I, I'm gonna place some of the blame on you anyway just because yeah that's how <laughs> we swing there we go <laughs> <laughs> the uh, had a very successful workshop
1: oh yes it was I', great. I don't know
0: that we I don't know that we talked I know that we've
1: podcast since then we haven't we have not had our podcast since then and it was great we had uh we had uh what was it 12 people uh, that showed up it, it was a great class uh, everybody took away tons of knowledge uh, was very happy with the outcome of the class uh, most of them wound up purchasing systems that day you know
0: so. we always we always have a great time going out because we always fire up the, the wind tunnel oh yeah yeah, that's always a great time. I think the the wind tunnel is always a highlight of of any event we do here. Yeah, but um, just wanted to mention that I knew I had uh, had my timing off on podcasting as far as uh, letting people know that the the event was happening, but it was a it was a very good very good program. Now the thing we've got coming up, and Lord knows I, I, if I have any luck or divine intervention at all maybe i'll get this edited before then we've got the uh the homesteading convention yep and that's help me with that I, I that's going to be, uh, be uh part. september
1: 6th and 7th in neosho missouri uh,
0: yeah so we're actually going to be there
1: yeah it's going to be a big event it's uh, there's a lot of vendors going to be there going to be speakers yeah. giving we're tips in. on not just not just renewable energy but you know different things of uh crop growing diff- just all the things that would come with, you know, actually doing a homestead.
0: So we're going to be there. We are. We actually went out and purchased a trailer so we could carry yes, stuff over there. We did. There. <laughs> yes, we did. So be on the lookout for us there. And uh, if you actually end up there at the show, come by and see us. We'd we'd love to shake hands with you. And David. I mean, just the way he is. You know, he just wants to sell you a system. I I want to, I want to, you know, meet you and talk to you and do those things. David just wants to sell you stuff. <laughs> so you know how. You
1: know, well, yeah. You know I mean, how these I, general
0: managers are. They uh, they're just out there. Like I like that. my job. I need
1: to sell <laughs> things, so.
0: But we will move on from there, and we we stopped in the last podcast, so we'll move into the highly. Highly technical stuff. So we, we stopped. And this may actually, we may actually have to just watched the time and see if we need to split this into two podcasts. But we stopped our podcast last time with the exterior of the motor. And we talked a great deal. Uh, most of that conversation, really most of that conversation centered around heat, I think, more than anything. But, but we did not get inside the motor yet. And that's where we want to go today the, uh, I think probably the first thing we'll talk about is just the, the shaft and the, and the shaft is not just the shaft, if, if I'm thinking right, David, right? So the shaft is the shaft and the rotor.
1: The, the rotor <coughs> Frank, the rotor is made up of three different parts. You're going to have the shaft. And on this shaft, you're going to be actually it's a few more parts than that. But the major parts would be the shaft, then the rotor plate, and then the magnets.
0: Right, but the, so, but the but the shaft in the rotor plate is is that I thought that was that one unit. Or no, is it, that, no, we actually we, okay.
1: we press those in. Uh, that that is a pressed-in unit. It takes a big hydraulic press, and then they get pressed in. They have didn't to be. I did know that. Do we do that here? Uh, we do, we do on the PMAs. We will be doing it on the PMGs again. Uh, very, I knew very we, soon. I knew we had some of the so,
0: tools back there yeah, to do it. We have all the tools here
1: to do it. So it's, uh, uh, so we have uh, in many cases, you know, somebody had, uh, you know, a turbine. Actually, few people have had turbine tower failures, turbine fall, and and break the magnets in the actual unit. So we can press the. Uh, we can actually press if they have a good shaft we can press their shaft out repair it, for and them. repair it um, we can do the same thing maybe they've had uh, something they've bent the shaft in some way which is very hard to do you would have, if you've bent yeah, the shaft you have, <laughs> you've, you've done you've that, had that's like a car fitting. axle yeah. <laughs> it's, it's stainless steel i mean it doesn't bend because just somebody puts a little pressure i bet
0: you it. i bet you that thing have, i mean because uh, i'm sure a lot of our folks have been in done car maintenance all i mean a a car axle isn't that thick.
1: Yeah. To be, if yeah. you actually see the, the axle yeah. sides I bet this is yeah. similar. It's, it would be crazy if if you bend it there, you've done something. You know. To
0: <laughs> send us it,
1: send it, us videos. Yeah. We'd like to see it's, how you managed to you do that. Uh, you know, we we did have a guy that, there again. When I tell you how hard it is, we had a guy that I could show you the blade set. And Wessels know what I'm talking about. was oh, that the one? Out it, it was went through a tornado. Went through a tornado, yeah. And it was our Falcon series. And I'm when I say it went through a tornado, not just the outskirts. The tornado comes right <laughs> over yeah. it. Yeah. The PMG was in fine condition. The blades, not yeah, so much. The blades, they got hammered you know, by right. all the the uh, debris in the air and stuff. But but the PMG was fine. Really? Yeah. So the PMG it's been
0: interesting. A, yeah. Obviously, we don't ever wish anything on anybody. But it's yeah. been interesting to see what. A G4,
1: a G5 would have done. Yeah, yeah, I would have liked to have seen it up there to see the difference. Not to, again, not to right. wish that on somebody, yeah. but and, but uh, but in this case, he had the Falcon Three blade up, and uh, there again, it, it there was just stayed a together. Lot, yeah, it stayed together. <laughs> there was a lot of debris in there. You could see how hard it got in. <laughs> and and uh, but there again, PMG was in in fine condition. Put a new blade set on it. And the we, shaft we, was we, fine. We, we the shaft was fine. We did replace the bearings in that one. Uh, just in case, because there was a lot of debris out, and even though they have seal bearings, when you have that much debris, something can penetrate that bearing. And-, and
0: we've got we've got a bearing at the front and a bearing at the rear.
1: Yes, yes, and they're and- both the same bearing. They we use the same bearing on both. Okay.
0: As we move down the shaft onto the rotor plates, mm-hmm. what's the difference when we have basically how do how do I say this correctly? Where there's two rotors versus yeah mm, okay so me.
1: so a freedom one series uh freedom one series uh is going to have one rotor which is going to contain three plates and then 14 magnets really three plates mm-hmm. three S- plates that are holding the, the magnets in, in place and that's so they don't ever become two plates it's easy for the it was not easy but they be, could become uh out of rack so to speak okay uh where out, three, of square. out of square yeah. right uh, whereas three, it's impossible. I mean, it's almost it makes virtually sense. impossible to do that. So okay. we use three. They're thinner plates. Uh, and those three thinner plates, we can actually get more speed out of than the two thicker, larger plates. We gotcha. can actually get, uh, but we still have that same strength.
0: Okay. okay. So as we move then through that, if we've got two sets of rotors, what is that What is that changing in the motor? Is that increasing my... It's going gonna,
1: it's gonna to... Increase your production, uh, you know, because if if Freedom 2 series versus, versus Freedom 1 again, the Freedom 2 has two stators and a dual rotor in it. So the dual rotor is, is two rotors on one shaft. So as that turbine is spinning, as that blade system is spinning that shaft, is splitting two rotors inside two stators. So doubling in production. And that's where we talk about a dual... That's our dual. Okay. Yeah, that's our Freedom Two, our dual series. Whereas our Freedom One series is just going to have one stator, one rotor, and you have the same blade set out front turning it. It doesn't take as many blades to turn a single as it does a dual. So it typically takes a two two blades more to get the same production.
0: Does that having having two rotors in there just double your output, or is it
1: on low wind? Uh, up to 20 mile an hour, yes, it will it will double. It's, the a, it's like it's a straight, straight double. It's a straight double. Uh, as you as you climb up the line, it will not it will not double uh, all the way up to 50 mile an hour. It will uh, you would see peak production on the on the single up around uh, on the 48 volt about 45 mile an hour on the single. Uh, You'd be seeing it produce about 1,600 watts and on the double at 45-mile-an-hour.
0: But that's not your typical operating range anyway, right? No, No. not unless you're getting up into there. Yeah, if you're living living
1: somewhere in in one of the the Wyoming states, you know, at the base of the mountains, and and they do see a lot of wind there. Uh, But in that same instance, you need to understand – you need to actually be taking precautions right. at that at that as well. it down It's either time because, to take it, take it down, right. it down. Take it down or, or break it use a brake system on it yeah I mean uh, or uh, one thing that that a person can do is you can actually go with a higher blade count because it's going to kind of limit right. out that that upper end. so the, the smaller blade count I have, the higher potential I can have. So the the higher the blade count I go, the the lower potential I have, but the faster I can start up
0: it's, again. It's yeah. counterintuitive to what we would exactly. normally tell somebody right. calling yeah. in here, yeah. but if you're in a yeah. super high wind area, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I want to talk now about. This is just. This is like the neatest thing about working around here, in my opinion, is those freaking magnets. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> the magnets. I are, mean, <laughs> the
0: those. Yeah. Things are uh, just unbelievable. Right? How? Who? Ha- have you seen how they glue those things? Because I can't imagine yes. how yes. in the world. I've actually
1: had my hand in gluing them in before. They so the magnets. When let's we're- let's back up. I'm
0: sorry because I'm I'm doing the thing that I normally would not do, which yeah. is assume people know what's going on. So on that rotor. Mm-hmm you've got them notched out basically for a corresponding uh, magnet. Correct. So think of just, really just think of a puzzle piece. That's I mean, exactly it's, it's what not it's going to look like, right? It's just not anything more your, your classic puzzle piece that right. the sticky outie party going into, yeah. the, you know. Uh, my question, I'm really interested, and I'm, I'm glad that you're going to be able to fill me in on this, because those magnets are so incredibly powerful. It's I can't imagine getting it any anywhere close to any piece of metal without oh, it will just sweating. Yeah. I mean it would just <laughs> being, immediately go to it. You so can't. how do you so how do you get it? So, so we take the magnets, we puzzle piece them into the rotor and typically you're talking what, seven Magnets seven per.
1: magnets on, a, on the PMA, there's seven magnets per rotor. And on the PMG, there's 14 magnets per rotor.
0: So somebody who probably should be drinking but isn't right. has to get that magnet near that piece of metal.
1: Yes. How do you and do so that? Once you're putting the, the magnet on, okay, so the magnets, when they come in in the box, they're going to come in, say, 100 in a box, and they're going to be in strips of 10 they're in strips of tannin, and between each magnet is an actual little piece of uh, styrofoam, a little thin piece of styrofoam between each magnet. But they're still all connected together, and so as you, so you have this big long line of magnets, and it's just like working with the end of a stick, and you slide that in, and now you have the leverage to pop, because you can hold all those and pop that front one off of the oh, rest you're of the magnet breaking it off. You're just breaking it off as you go <laughs> around. And so the last one a lot of times when you go to the last one, you just have to go get another row of magnets and stick <laughs> it on that stick one it on and there. then start over again because it's almost impossible. You will come out with blood blisters if you just try to take oh one my magnet. Gosh. And stick. I mean it. it Your is,
0: worst nightmare is if any oh, yeah. any part of any body of yours gets in between that magnet and a piece of metal yeah. cuz it's going <laughs> to
1: jump. And they're so strong when you when you go to put them together, you know a lot of people just want to lay it on the table and start sliding the other <laughs> one close to it. Uh, they are so strong and they hit with such force that they can crack the magnet if you do that. So you can't do that. So we, you know, and, and all of our guys know that. So it's a matter of where you hold on to that thing. It's like holding on to a, a baseball bat when somebody's throwing a ball at it and you're trying to bunt the ball. <laughs> Keep your fingers on the outside of the bat going to be the same uh, type of principle. you're going to have you're going to have a bad day in the end of it is what's going to happen and so. the
0: rumbling you're hearing today we we moved into a different area that is not a train that is actually our guys pulling off wire to cutting shi- wire ship out, for shipment. hopefully to somebody who's listening to the podcast yeah, so, yeah. that's so somebody somebody that bottle of wind turbines from us today but to talking about those i, I mean i had the genius maneuver here Couple of months ago, it was like I'm gonna, because we do have broken magnets around. Yeah, here. they're yeah. laying all around the place. People are always doing something genius with them, like what I did. So I was gonna use them to hold my my recipe on the the uh, stove hood <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> so I put my my piece of paper up there, and I thought, I wonder how far I, you know, I had to be. Holy crumbs, man! That thing jumped out of my hand and hit that. A hood, I thought a gunshot. I mean, I didn't even know what had happened to
1: me. Yeah, so. they're strong. They are. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, and it's not just as simple as buying a uh, a magnet and sticking it. I mean, there's, uh, this is a designed magnet for us. We've designed this magnet uh, and went to the manufacturer. They manufacture it for us. They have different polarities on the magnets. You know, it takes certain ones to do certain things. So,
0: And another important thing to say about magnets, and, you uh, know, Feel free to email and write and tell me I'm wrong. To the best of our knowledge, no one can totally say they have a totally built in America Correct. wind turbine. Right. Because you cannot get, these are, these are rare earth magnets.
1: Right, Neo old magnet.
0: The only place you can get them right now is China. Because they're the ones that have the earth that is rare. Yeah, they have the resource for it to make it. And I think there is there is a place that used to do it in the US. Yeah. But it closed up shop yeah. years ago. And I could be wrong on that. No, you're it, seems, right. it seems like there was that used to be the case. But you can't get these magnets in the US. So somebody who's saying, you know, their wind turbines 100%, then they don't know how to well, do it. Well, yeah, Math. and
1: even even when you go to that, even the steel. All Ninety percent of America's steel now is coming back out of china we've We've sent it to china they've they've melted it down done sent it back, and sent it back so even the steel itself i mean even in the but when we say it's made in America, we mean we're having it cut out in America we're doing the best America. we can <laughs> uh, you know we're we're putting the pieces all together here and i mean that's what we're meaning by made in America, so you know the the whole made in America deal. I almost defy somebody if it's if it's got more than one aspect of a of product in it to tell me that's for sure all made yeah, and produced tough. here in the U.S. I mean, I mean it's, it's it's almost impossible. It's
0: incredibly tough. <laughs> that takes us through the the shaft, the rotor. Uh, I don't think I missed anything. Well, and then so I've always actually one more question on it. I've always been kind of curious, and we.
1: And we glue those in there too, right? So we actually yes. glue the magnets We're, in we there. We epoxy them in with a sorry with a high resin epoxy. I mean, it's to get those out. Uh, the, almost, almost the only way that you can get them out is by heat. So if somebody's at home and they want to try to do something to their PMG, pull it apart, and they think, well, I'll heat the case first before I do that. Understand that you're heating that epoxy at the time of of taking that apart you can actually loosen the epoxy and then as you pull that apart your magnets will pull out of that that plate you know and at that point it's kind of yeah it's kind of shot you're you've really shot yourself in the foot send it back to us let us take it apart we have the tools here we don't have to heat it we have all the tools to take it apart
0: if you want to see the inside watch a video yeah if you want to see the inside
1: just (laughs) we've got plenty of them or, or even call us we'll send you a new video of the whole deal but we have plenty of videos out there but but you know, uh, another thing on the shaft, real quick, Wes, on our shaft, we actually have it's a threaded shaft, but there's also a keyway cut right, in that. Keyway. And then we actually use a keystock that will fit in the actual hub spacer stabilizer that goes on the shaft. Uh, and that just allows for zero turn to happen to the sh- on the shaft. That hub spacer stabilizer is then attached to the the front, which we'll get into later, is attached to the front and the blades, uh, and the hub. And so it does. So if that blade is turning and that hub spacer stabilizer is turning, the shaft has to be turning if the is in there. It just it's impossible. So you don't get any slippage, uh, any grinding of, of the hub spacer stabilizer against that shaft.
0: So, okay. So I think we can move into the the stator, or the stator coil. Right. The way you make electricity, or the way you generate here in this case, is spinning that magnet near a copper coil. Correct. I mean, that's as, that's pretty much as basic as can And that's you can pretty get. much
1: as basic as about. Ninety percent of electricity is produced today, and I don't care if it's made by coal fire plants. Yeah,
0: it's just it's just steam pushing. It's right something it, it, that's it, it, pushing it hydro a hydro plant that's spinning that's right. a magnet it's over spinning a, <laughs> magnet it's
1: a huge <laughs> magnet and rotor inside a huge <laughs> copper coil. I mean, is what it's doing. You know, so. I don't know is there another way to even do it? <sighs> Being solar power. It. Solar power is, is I, the I, only I, other way you that, that you can yeah. that you can produce it. Uh, as far as I know, that's the only two ways right now. You're, somebody's going to want to email, email me, tell me I'm wrong. There will be a few other ways to produce, but that is the two major ways of producing a lot of electricity. When we look at
0: the the stator, it's an interesting component, and uh, if you if you're really interested, I would say go to YouTube and. Uh, just do a do a quick youtube search on a stator winder yeah it's really cool to watch them do it and and we've we've actually looked at winding our own stators um and it it is it's a it, process it's a it probably is one of those things where we talk i think there's probably a lot of industries where people are like yeah, know this is manufacture i think probably stator winding May kind of hover around that it's an art sort of thing, it because is. of how how intricate. Uh, as we were talking before we start the podcast, you've got, and and I'm going to need you to really help me get this right. As the stator has the 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 lamination stacks, right, and the wire wi- wire windings. Can't say that very well. That's pretty hard to say. And and those are the two is it is it just those two components? I know there's some there's some, there some little and some other yeah, stuff there's some
1: there. minor parts in there, but that is the major components, the two major components is the is the stack which is a laminate which is going to be a laminated stack, not just a not right. just a you know one piece mill stack. It's gonna be a laminated stack.
0: And when we talk about that, to visualize that, basically the stack is what the wire is wrapped around. Right. It's not anything more That's right. than that. However, our stack is, or, or better yet, our our top-of-the-line stack is different, right?
1: It is different. It's what we call a skewed stack, uh, which very, very, matter of fact, we're one of the only people on the market that have a skewed stack.
0: And, and this is a great moment just to, to segue. This is what makes us different than... If you talk to somebody and they're like well they are selling a treadmill motor or they're say, selling no. a delco no. you can go up to o'reilly's and get an alternator and do this yeah. and
1: this is where
0: it might look like uh an alternator from
1: O'Reilly's, but it's not it's not it's it's total different it's a total different one's the windings different voltages need different windings and they need them at the the windings need to be at a different different rate for every voltage they needed to be a different wire size for every voltage uh, and there again the skewed stack is really our claim to fame on the on this deal uh, and so what a skewed stack does most lamination stacks if you were to look straight down over the top right if you were to, if it was laying on the desk and a matter of fact i showed this to west just moments ago if you were to look right down inside of a stack you would see the grooves on the inside of the stack are straight up and they're perfectly vertical uh, they're straight up and down, and then if you look at our stack, they are going to be on a, a not quite forty-five degree. They're on, almost on about a
0: on a diagonal.
1: Yeah, on a diagonal. And what that causes is, by the time that that magnet is never engaged in that one particular set of wire, we don't we're not really worried about the steel. And
0: and what we're talking about is cogging
1: right and so that takes the cogging out of the motor that's how we've taken the cog out of our motor is because it's never engaged with it fully at one time it's it's hit it and then it's on to the next one and so with that it's never engaging two at the same time it's never producing power on two at the same and you think of why that why that would be important and you would think and so to say
0: okay on a on a car alternator who cares? Right. You're going to crank that thing up and the... Because you're hitting The, the RPMs on that right. are just going to skyrocket almost immediately. But in a, in a wind environment, we want to be able to start with that low startup speed, which we, we're, we're basically talking what... Um,
1: yeah, we're talking on, on our 11 and 9 Blade series, we're talking you know, startup speeds, 4 mile an hour. Yeah.
0: So at 4 mile an hour, we don't want to be dealing with a cogging issue. Right. Henry Ford doesn't care. That's right, because he's going to crank up that car at. I don't even, what what's a car start at RPM wise? I mean, it's going oh, to it's
1: cog- fast. I mean, it, you, I know, mean the, the, you know, fifteen hundred RPMs. Yeah, as say, soon as you hit, matter of fact, it's about two thousand RPMs. As soon as you hit the starter. So
0: they don't care. Right. It, uh, they're never going to experience cogging right. in a car alternator, because even though it might be there, don't they don't care. But in ours, in our wind application, that is very important and. We pay a premium to have that built like that. Correct. With the skewed stator, I mean, it's very, it's, it's really neat. To take a look at and how that's done. We were also talking about how that stator is a stacked l- lamination. Yeah. And so it's not just a solid piece of metal. Right. And again, there's reason for that. So you would typically think, well, it was just, it's just a piece of metal that you're wrapping that wire around. That's not the case That's not the, that's case, not the case, right.
1: Uh, the reason for the, without getting, just to keep it in layman's terms, it keeps the back pressure off of, the, off of it. And back pressure creates heat. And we talked about heat in our last podcast and how it's very detrimental to an actual system. Same way in our stator. The, more, the less heat I can build in a stator, the more electricity I can produce. So in a laminated stack versus a solid steel stack, which cannot disperse that as quickly, if you took numerous pieces of metal and you heated them all up, but they were very thin pieces of metal, and then you gave them five minutes to cool and and touched them or put a heat gun to them, those 20 pieces that are thin metal are going to be a lot cooler than you would if you just had one solid piece because it can retain that heat. That heat builds on itself. And it stays residual throughout that entire piece, uh, whereas many pieces uh, they can disperse that very quickly because they have more surface area that's going to actually be contacting the actual uh, air, you know. So that it's going to cool down a lot quicker. Uh, and so that's what that is going to do. I mean, that's the whole that's the whole reason for the laminated stack is to keep that heat and that back pressure out of it. There again, that stack is. What makes our PMG superior to the PM, other PMGs on the market? I mean the stack, um, and then on your wire, uh, that's something we haven't noted on here very, very much. Uh, so we have a lot of people ask. You know, you got that open open front housing. Now we talked about that in our last podcast. Why we have that? And it's a cooling effect. If we want to bring that air across. And people say, well, what about that exposed wire inside? All those wires are coated before they're ever laminated yeah, very much yeah so. they're all coated before they're put in, in and wound into that stack and rpmg by the way is a hound wound stator it is not a it's not a machine that's doing it because of the laminated stack that's skewed you cannot actually just have a machine press that in so it's hand wound we there's somebody that's actually hand winding these stators uh, and they do an excellent job i mean that it, it is a tedious labor laborious job and they do an excellent job with them we've had great success with these staters and continue and continue to have great success with them and that just brings us back
0: full circle to this is just this is not a piece of equipment that you just go down to auto zone and buy
1: nope you you you'll never buy one like it unless you buy it through us i mean you know i mean we we're the ones we're the, we're the sole proprietor of this of this actual unit so
0: it's it's like saying you're your f-150 it looks just like my f-250 what's the is there, there shouldn't be any difference is there they look the same well there is I
1: mean, <laughs> it's, uh, go go hook a go hook a, a five-ton trailer up to your <laughs> f-150 and pull it for a ways uh you're gonna find out why you should have had the f-250 uh you know it's just a uh it's not even a it's probably even more extreme than that you know just uh, there's nothing out on the market that really looks like ours to begin with. Uh, there's been a lot of engineering. This wasn't something that, that we sat down on the fly by night and scratched out on a little piece of napkin. Uh, no, I mean, so know. far we've
0: got about at least 10 years into it. This 10 really. years
1: into it and, and refining and, and building and, uh, and anything that we do is to, is to improve the unit. I mean, we have, you know, uh, there are some companies on the market that want to see if they can make something cheaper. Uh, that's not our goal our goal is I mean if it adds cost it's gonna add cost and and we try to take those costs upon ourselves if we can at some points we have to pass them along if it if it's too much of a cost but we really try to make it just the best unit on the market Uh, there again I set at a phone every day uh, the call I want to have back from you is I want to buy another one I don't want to have the call I can't get this one to work correctly so we've done everything in our power to make everything work as it's supposed to. And so far uh, we're having great success with it and it continue to and, and look for nothing different to come in the future uh, except better. So.
0: so I think what we probably need to do is end on that is that David is sitting at his phone all the time. So if you call two o'clock in the morning Central Standard Time, I'll just make sure David's here just and give it, me a call. And he can give take that call. call. Right. If uh, it goes to voicemail, just leave it real quick and I'll <laughs> call you back as soon as I get I'll, I'll leave
1: Lucy time. with you. You can you can <laughs> sit with her and she'll she'll sit out here with you. But that's uh, you know that's that's the internals of our of our PMG. You know, there again there's a lot of lot of technical data in it, but that's not what the listeners right here want to hear. They want to hear the the major components. And that's our major components in our PMG. So, all
0: right. Well, we'll continue on with this on our next podcast. We'll come out the backside of that, and we'll start to follow it down. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, m1s.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at m1s.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.